You're listening to the Crossing DE podcast from The Crossing in Milton, Delaware, a community dedicated to developing devoted followers of Jesus. I don't watch that video anymore. We're in the messy room slash driving stage with our oldest daughter. That's where I stop. I can't. Like, no, I'm not going there. But what a, what a powerful reminder, right, of the short time we actually do have with our children and how important it is to be intentional and to pay attention in our parenting. Here at The Crossing, we are committed to never missing it. We're not going to miss it. And because of that, several times throughout our year, we have special services or special events centered on partnering with parents and with families. And today is one of those times. We don't believe the kids here at The Crossing are, are part of the church of tomorrow, but rather they are a big part of the church of today. We are all together as one family, the family of God, and partnering with parents is a, is a vital part for them growing up knowing that they are known and valued and loved by a God who wants to be their friend forever. I love the idea of partnership. Partnership, it's a picture of, of working together, of, of being like-minded, of, of, of heading towards a common goal on the same page where our weaknesses are, are strengthened by the other people, and so together everyone wins. One of my favorite stories of partnership actually happened way back in the summer of 1904. Back in 1904, uh, this partnership started between Arnold and Ernest, and I'm so thankful for this partnership, and you are too. You may just not know it. Kids, I know you are. Back in 1904, there was a World's Fair in St. Louis, and it was sweltering hot, and so everybody's looking for something to cool them off. And one of the booths there was uh, a guy named Arnold who had what everyone needed, ice cream. Now, what, what... Arnold wasn't prepared for was the amount of people that lined up to come and get ice cream from his booth. In fact, so many came that he ran out of paper bowls. Ernest had a booth right next to Arnold's, and he was a pastry chef making these Persian waffle desserts that nobody wanted, nobody was buying. And he watched all these people line up, and then he saw the commotion when the bowls were were all out, and he said, I got an idea. And so he took some warm pastry and rolled it into a cone shape and took it over to Arnold and said, hey, ice cream will fit, a scoop of ice cream will fit perfectly on this. And so was born the ice cream cone. Praise God for Ernest and Arnold and their partnership. But here's the thing, partnerships have the the, the ability to, to change not just the people who were involved in them, but really all the people around them. And so today we're going to talk about two partnerships that are essential for our family, uh, for your family, for my family, and and, and for our entire church family. Our Bible Bible passage today comes from the Old Testament book of Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 6. It's one of my favorite uh, parenting passages in Scripture, and it shows very clearly these two essential partnerships. But before we jump in, I want to make two statements that I hope you already know, but if not, I want you to know them now. And the first one is this, it's important for us to know that mom and dad, you alone have the greatest influence on your children. When it comes to faith, when it comes to school, uh, sports, their temper, what's their sense of humor, their character, you have the greatest influence on their lives. Secondly, it's important for you to know that your children's faith is the single most important thing in their lives. And I don't just say that because we're sitting in church. A hundred years from now, it's the only thing that's going to matter. 
It's not going to matter how many goals they scored, how many A's they got, how much money they made, how, how, how happy they were in life. A hundred years from today, the only thing that's going to matter is whether or not they put their full trust in Jesus as their Savior. You see, every one of us is going to exist eternally. And that single decision determines how that will happen. We'll either exist eternally, uh, completely apart from God, in a state of constant suffering and torment, or eternally with God, close with Him, doing uh, eternity with Him, where there's no sorrow, there's no pain, there's no worry, there's no sin. And so, you need to know that. And from there, I want us to, to learn about two essential partnerships that we have to have in raising our children. The first one is simply, we need to partner with God. We need to partner with God. And if you're in, you're in church today, you're watching online, you're probably like, well, duh. That's, you know, that's kind of why we're here. But it's so important. It's so important to be reminded of that. We have to be reminded that our kids really aren't ours. They're on loan to us from God. And so it would be wise for us to maybe seek his wisdom on how to bring them up. I want us to look at the first few verses of Deuteronomy chapter 6. Now, Moses is the one who's talking in Deuteronomy chapter 6. Now, I know you kids that have been back in the cove and in the, in, the, in the sandbox. You've been learning about Moses, mostly starting off as he was a baby, you know, in a basket floating down the river, and then he helped the Israelites escape Egypt. Our Bible text for today is after that. Chapter 6, it's pretty much right in the middle of a sermon. Moses is preaching to the entire nation of Israel, and that's really important. You see, when, when Moses is, is, is talking for the Lord, he's not just to moms and dads. Everybody's there. Moms, dads, grandmoms, grandpops, aunts, uncles, cousins, friends, neighbors, everybody. Kind of like we are here today. Chapter 5, Moses is, is giving the Israelites, hey, these are the Ten Commandments that God said you need to, you need to pay attention to and make sure that, that you are diligent in, in obeying them. And then chapter 6, verse 1. Moses says, these are the commands, decrees, and laws the Lord your God directed me to teach you to observe in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess, so that you, your children, and their children after them may fear the Lord your God as long as you live by keeping all his decrees and commands that I give you, and so that you may enjoy a long life. Hear, Israel, and be careful to obey so that it may go well with you and that you may increase greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, promised you. We have to partner with God in our parenting. Did you see whose commands and decrees and laws Moses was, was sharing? Those are God's laws. They came straight from God. Now, now, we joke about this. In fact, I joked with my dad about this yesterday that you know our kids don't come with a manual. They don't come with a handbook. But that's not entirely true, is it? There are several commands in here that we are to obey and several promises that come true when we do. And you need to know that when, when we do it God's way, you'll be blessed every single time. Moses said that God commanded him to teach his people to observe these commands. He says, hey, I want you to observe God's commands. I want you to hear what God is teaching. And I want you to obey what God is saying to do. It's a partnership with God. Here in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 6, he's talking about the Ten Commandments. We're to observe and hear and obey. But that doesn't stop at the Ten Commandments, right? We have a lot more Bible now than they did back then. And in fact, we're to observe and to hear and to obey all of what God has to say to his people. And when you do, the promises are great. I love that phrase in our text, so that. Did you see it? 
So that, it happened a few times. Observe these things so that generation after generation after generation will live in reverence to the Lord. So that you may enjoy long life. So that it may go well with you. These are direct promises from Almighty God to you partnering with Him. Fact is, if we're not partnering with God, we're really just flying by the seat of our pants, either repeating what we experienced with our own parents or what some other people have suggested we should do, or better yet, just parenting by trial and error. Why would we do that when there's a better way? When there's a, 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 the best way? When we partner with God and hold his word as the guidebook and instruction manual to all of life, we can't go wrong. We'll be blessed every time. We've got to partner with God. And then Moses gives some really practical instructions on how exactly to do that. And I want to suggest that he shows us another really important uh, partnership we ought to have as parents of God's kids, and that's to partner with, with God's people. The next verse begins Moses pleading, Hear, O Israel. When Moses addresses all of Israel, he's talking to all the people. Now he's, he speaks of things to do at home. But he's addressing everyone, the whole community of faith, what we would see today as the church. Because mom and dad, you alone have the greatest influence on your children, but your influence has limits, especially as your kids get older. A few years ago, I read a book called Think Orange by Reggie Joyner. And in it, he's talking about this idea of kids growing up. He says, from the time they hit middle school, they start moving away from home. They're not doing anything wrong. It's just the way they were made. They're becoming independent and begin redefining themselves through the eyes of other people who are not in their immediate family. Listen to this, church. The older they get, the more important it is to have other voices in their lives saying the same things in a different way. In the Israelite community, Raising a child was considered to be the job of the entire community. It's the idea that it takes a village to raise a child. And the same is true today. We partner with God. We partner with God's people. Now, I just want to show you what, what the practical things that Moses teaches, how to, how to raise godly kids, how to be godly parents from Deuteronomy chapter 6. Uh, just practical things. Verse 4 simply says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. We need to hear the truth about God. And then he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Pretty simple, pretty straightforward. Know who God is and love him back. Verse 6, these commandments that I give you today. Hey, everybody, all the adults, this is supposed to be on your hearts. Okay, I can't just hear them. I, I need to let them sink in and train me and teach me and change me and, and correct me and train me up. Verse 7, then impress them on your children. It simply means, hey, do this diligently. Teach them diligently, on purpose. How do we do that? Talk about them. Verse 7. Talk about them. Hey, when you're at home, when you sit at home, when you walk, or in our case, drive along the road, when you lie down at night, when you get up and, and have breakfast in the morning. In other words, as you go through the natural rhythms of your, your family's schedule and life, impress God's truth, impress God's love, impress God's story on your kids. Just as you go through the natural rhythms of life. When you're in a car, is like the best possible time. Turn up the radio and worship together. Turn down the radio and have some great conversations. Share a promise of God. Pray over your kids. 
Verse 8 and 9, Moses takes some traditions of the Hebrew faith and says, hey, you can keep this in front of your kids all the time with your words and with visible things. He says, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the doorframe of your houses and on your gates. That's a very public thing, isn't it? On the front of your gates so that everybody can see. And everybody's putting all the things of God on the front of their houses so everybody in the neighborhood can see. It's for the entire faith community. The entire family of God are to be doing these things, even those whose children are grown and gone, even those who don't have children yet or, or won't. The truth is every one of us has influence either directly or indirectly in the lives of the next generation. We need to know that God doesn't call parents to be the only voice in kids' lives. In fact, the reality is at some point our kids are gonna, aren't going to want to listen to us as much as we want them to. Most of you have been teenagers, right? I mean, it's not just, you weren't just being rebellious and that why you weren't listening to your, kid, your parents. You, you were growing up. You were wanting to be independent, do things on your own. It's the same for kids today. And there's going to be times when they want to hear a voice that doesn't belong to mom or dad. And that could sting a little. Or it could be a great thing. What would it do to you, parents, if you knew that the person or people that your kids were going to talk to, you knew were going to say the exact same thing that you would? Because you're intentional about putting those people in their lives. That's the whole idea of partnering with God's people, with the people of God. You see, even though they, you have the greatest influence on your children, you aren't the only influence that your children need. And when you combine your influence and the influence of other godly people, there's a greater impact. What that looks like, if you have middle schoolers and high schools, that looks like them being involved in youth group. Your kids being involved in kids' ministry. It could be that your, your life group, one of the, my, the favorite things about my life group is the 11 kids that come to my house every Monday night along with their families. Yeah, it's a lot. The cool part is, is all of those 11 kids have 12 uh, Christ-following adults who know them and who love them and who talk to them. Partnering with the people of God also looks like inviting others to hang out with your kids or even just to speak into their lives about something that you don't know a lot about. It looks, like, it looks like getting your kids involved in serving others so they can understand that, hey, uh, we're part of a kingdom that's way bigger than, than this world. Our two daughters, Lydia and Anna, have been out on girls' days with other women in our church family. My son Gideon, he's been at ball games and fishing with other men in our church. All three of them participated last weekend in the great day of service, serving not just with Michelle and I, but with other teens and adults who are following hard after Jesus. And I don't tell you that to brag at all. I say that because other voices speaking the same truth and encouragement into the lives of our kids have been a huge blessing to our family. Sometimes I have to bite my tongue when I hear, oh, Dad, you should have heard the lesson Miss Brittany taught me tonight. Oh, tell me the lesson. And they tell me, and we go, mm-hmm, I've been saying that for three weeks. <laughs> but I love Miss Brittany. God often uses other voices to speak truth in a way that our kids can hear it. We need Miss Brittany. And for, for that, I'm grateful. There's so many voices speaking into our kids' lives today. The, lot of voices that aren't great. But wouldn't it be a blessing to know that those voices are speaking truth because you've been intentional about putting them into your kids' lives? 
No matter how great or our parenting skills are, we are all limited in what we can do, but that's okay. You don't have to parent alone. In fact, you shouldn't parent alone. When the church and parents are partners, our weaknesses can actually work in our favor. See, there's these two incredibly powerful forces that God initiated, both of them, the family and the church. And when we work together, we can make a greater impact than if we were to work alone. The fact is we need each other. And each and every one of us has a part to play, yeah? Partnering with God and partnering with God's people has been God's design all along, and it's essential if we're going to win in raising up godly families. Would you pray with me? Father, I'm so grateful for your word. It's truth. No matter how long ago it was written or spoken, it doesn't change because you don't change. And Father, I pray that, that as a church, we would take this very seriously, that we would be ready to, to, to use who we are, who you've made us to be, our life experiences, to on purpose encourage and love and support and pour into families. And God, help each one of us as parents to, to, to understand that these are your kids and you tell us how to do things. And may we understand that the most important thing is for them to know and love and follow Jesus. So grateful for people pouring into our family. May we do that to everybody so that your name be lifted high. In Christ's name, amen. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to subscribe. For more information about The Crossing, visit thecrossingde.com or download the mobile app on the Apple App Store or Google Play. Music for today's podcast is from artist Sounds Like Sander under license from soundstripe.com.